Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now everything i learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy whether one line of plot holes or two it is poopies, it's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy. Lyle, a motorcycle champion, is traveling through the Mexican desert when he finds himself in the action radius of a time machine. So now he finds himself one century back in the past, between uh, in the past between rapists, thieves, and murderers. This is Time Rider. The Adventures of Lyle Swan. Boom. 1982 time travel classic. And mm-hmm. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is everything I learned from movies. Um, so this is the the last film of time travel month. And boy, is this a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, I think one of the earliest time travel movies. You know, there are a couple sci-fi ones, like in the 50s, 60s, and Twilight Zones and stuff like that. But This is the oldest one on our list. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. The oldest one we've done, definitely. But, yeah, so yeah, Terminator was like 85, this was 82. Yeah. Can I go ahead and say that I love Fred Ward. He, he is Lyle Swan, and he is goddamn amazing. Yes, Fred Ward is, you've seen him in things. Uh, he's a great character actor, but he's even better when he's the lead in a movie. <laughs> such uh, timeless classics as, uh, well, Tremors. Remo Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a Naked Gun 33 and a third. Yeah. He's, he's usually either like the the wife talking good guy or just a pretty mean looking bad guy. He's got one of those, those mean, mean yeah. uh, looks about him. He has kind of a road hard, put away, wet kind of look to him. Very weathered. Yeah. <laughs> like, like an Eastwood kind of a look, you know. Not exactly a pretty boy, but you know. He, but he has like great delivery online. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so shall we start with the beer? Absolutely. What, what do we got, sweetie? Today we have Modern Times. <laughs> Get it? Because it's time travel month? Yeah. <laughs> You're not laughing. I don't hear you. I'm, I'm laughing on the inside. Uh, this is part of their Fruitlands collection. Modern Times is out of San Diego. It's a sour apricot goze. Or goze. Or a lightly soured goze. beer. Goze. We going to drink a gozy. Yeah, uh, all right. Uh, shall we pop the top? Let's pop the top. If I can. Yep. Woo! Almost I, lost it there. Why must you insist on trying to spill all over our studio? I do what I want. What do you guys think? Yeah? I think yeah, it definitely. sounds amazing. 
Ellis definitely go say it's got that uh, hazy, look hazy to it. cloudy, uh, straw-colored look to it. Thick white head. Smell a little bit funky. That is a tart apricot beer. That's actually really good. That's like um, like when you get a dried fruit thing and you get like a sour apricot in there. Yeah. Wow. It's, it, it tastes like a dried sour, like unripened apricot, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, you totally get the apricots in there. It's got sourness. Um, but it's not overly tart. Like I'm not like puckering in on myself. Like I suck on a lemon head or whatever. But it's definitely got a tartness to it. Yeah, it's um, it's it's pleasantly tart without being overly acidic. So this is what it says. Ooh, the SRM, that's the color, is a five. It's gold. The IBUs are seventeen, and the final gravity is one point zero zero five. Uh, it is an apricot fruit beer with pilsner malted wheat. Fruitland is tart, fruity, and frighteningly delicious. The sour, salty base beer lays down a the funky refreshment, while a heavy dose of apricot turns the whole thing into a wall-to-wall -wall stone fruit fiesta. It's a marvelous mix of elements that collides with your mouth in a fruit-filled asteroid of flavor traveling to a supersonic speed party! Ooh, that's exciting. Almost <laughs> as exciting as our movie. Almost. <laughs> Alright, so, Time Rider, The Adventures of Lyle Swan. Oh my god. You grew up with this movie? No, actually, a good friend of mine, Lawyer Rachel. Hi, Lawyer Rachel. Um, she introduced it to me because she found out I loved Fred Ward from Tremors, but really was uneducated on his other movies. Cool. Um, and so she immediately sat me down and we had to watch this movie. And I am forever in her debt for it. Um, but yeah, so it starts out with a motorcycle race. Yeah, and Baja 1000 down in the... Southern California slash Northern Mexico. <laughs> there, I guess. Yeah. Duh, Baja California. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so he's going through the Baja 1000, just screaming through the desert on his, uh, really, it's a dirt bike. Yeah. It's a motorcycle, it's a dirt bike. Yeah, basically, it starts out with a little voiceover of a scientist oh, yeah. describing the experiment over the opening credits of a time travel machine sending a monkey back in uh, about 100 years. Uh, and then immediately cuts to dirt bike champion <laughs> Lyle Swan for about five minutes of obviously Fred Ward doing his own stunts by popping oh, wheelies on a motorcycle. It was the most most obvious doing his own stunts since Jimmy Kennedy in Tremors 5. Yeah. <laughs> no backflips in this one, though. <laughs> no, no backflips. Yeah, well, and then the thing is, like, he's his motorcycle's red. He's dressed in red, head to toe. Yeah. They're looking at him through binoculars. They can see his number, and they're like, hmm... And they talk about, like, man, I'm so glad you gave him all that high-tech gear. He can, like, super zoom his vision with his the helmet. helmet. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, I don't want to build shit for the government, so I, I build it for Lyle. Thanks, Jim Exposition. You're welcome. <laughs> man, it's a good thing he drives the best motorcycle in the race. Indeed it is. Yeah, that must be Lyle, because look at those stunts. 
Can you imagine if something like that were back in the Old West? Hee-haw. Okay, they don't go quite that far. <laughs> but, uh, that part got cut. <laughs> <laughs> that part was cut the, before it reached theaters, apparently. <laughs> a, little too, a little too on the nose. So, yeah, so realistically, it's probably a good half an hour of motorcycle stuff before yeah. we get to the rest of it. For, for a 90-minute movie, I'd say there's at least a good 20 minutes of motorcycle driving footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, definitely the first five minutes. And it's, and it's or, like, credits have already rolled. It's just going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, we prepared for that. I mean, it's impressive, and the desert's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great cinematography and all mm-hmm. that. Uh, but eventually, uh, the plot turns. Uh, he's driving. Uh, it gets, like, a little lost or something, like a little lost off the road. Yes, because the, the electronic GPS in his helmet in yeah, 1979-81, whatever, yeah. weirdly is acting up, and he gets off the trail. Yeah, and he ends up, uh, he finds a little post in the middle of the desert, and ends up that ends up being like the time machine or whatever, right? Little yep, and he stops, and, and I do not remember the monkey's name. Do you remember the monkey's name? Uh, so there's Cornelia? a monkey. No, there's a know. monkey inside a pod. No, her, her name's like like Marsha or something. Probably, or, yeah. Yeah, but it has like, yeah, Agatha. <laughs> it has like a. It was like 1920s woman's <laughs> name. It was, I remember it was like an older I'm pretty sure it was Ethel. Are you sure it wasn't Harriet? Mm, I think it was Agnes. Mm. Agnes, was Agnes the monkey. Agnes the monkey, that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, so he comes up on this uh, big, basically a giant can. Yeah. And he stops, and it says, you know, the the time writer experiment because it's called time writer, not because he's a guy going through time on a motorcycle. That's too on the nose. Uh, the name of the time travel experiment is time writer. Yeah, and because they're sending a monkey back in time. Yeah, but yeah, but the side of the, he pulls up the side of the giant metal can says like uh, Agnes first time writer from 1982. And he reads and goes, whatever. It cuts to, uh, <laughs> exactly. he's looking around, he's trying to figure out his map. It cuts back to the scientists, so we're like, five, four, <laughs> three. Actually, it starts and, at like night. And, and, and they can't see the whole thing because a tumbleweed apparently went in front of their one camera that was looking at the site. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, I assume everything's going okay. And then it blows away at the last second. Like, wait, what's that out there? Two. One. So first, as at like as we hit one, that's when Lyle decides to gun it. Uh, so you see him driving off, like starting to drive off. First, the time capsule disappears, and then as the tumbleweed blows away and they see it, he goes whoop, and he's gone. So much, so much to see. Somebody who's patting their back up, patting themselves on the back for for that scene. I'm sure they are, or were thirty fighters, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here, go ahead and write in if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like most likely the person who came with that scene may not be with us anymore. You may be talking about director William Deere. Um, you may be wondering, what other movies have I seen of his? What other movies have I seen of his? Uh, he did Harry and the Hendersons, as well as uh, Angels in the Outfield. damn American classics! Exactly. That's where, so, two of them. Um... But yeah, that may that yeah. may be who. Oh, uh, I'm not sure if he's still alive. Google that shit. <laughs> Unclear. Um, regardless. So yeah, so the time writer exper- experience or experiment or whatever was uh, was a rousing success. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so it cuts back to Lyle. He's uh he's riding through the desert, still doesn't know where he's at, 
and he comes up upon an old Mexican man wearing a poncho and sombrero and the whole nine yards. It's starting to get dark. The guy's got his fire going. Lyle does not speak any Spanish, which I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit on a guy who supposedly wins the Baja the Baja 2000 or whatever every year. He picked up some Spanish because he's banged some Spanish chicks in a cantina after the race before. That's like assuming every uh, Formula One racer speaks French because of them all. Yeah, I think they pick up a little bit of French because they bang the just, chicks in the just, restaurants after. Just enough to get by. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so so Lyle try stops the motorcycle, flips up his actually very cool visor on yeah. his helmet. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's a pretty cool visor. Yeah. And uh, the old man basically prays to God, and then has a heart attack and dies. Yeah. Um, and it's about this time he has no idea what's going on. He's like, oh, it's just an old dude just dying. Old guy in Middle Mexico, he died out doing what he loved, being terrified of a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, he basically hangs out by the fire in the morning. He covers him in rocks to mm -hmm. kind of bury him or whatever. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you all, and I'll ask Steve the question I asked during the movie. <laughs> That's right. So you're lost in the desert on whatever mode of transportation you generally take. So like for Steve, it would be his Jeep Wrangler. For all of you, who knows? It could be a magical unicorn, it could be a scooter, it could be a Honda Accord, who knows? So you're driving through, you realize you're lost, you're not on the road, you're really not sure where the road is. You see an old man next to a campfire and you go, hey man, where am I? And the old man screams, has a heart attack and dies. Do you bury the body or do you go and try and find help? Well, I would go to find help because I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. As far as burying him, I mean, I'm not paid to do that. <laughs> <laughs> also, that means your fingerprints are all over exactly. that body. <laughs> There's one thing I learned from the X Files: is don't touch everything. Touch everything. <laughs> oh, look! This yeah. is the murder weapon. I better get. All over uh, it. Oh, I'm touching all of it. I'm touching all of it. Mm. So, yeah, oh, wait, so wait, wait, let me get some ball hair on that. Mm. <laughs> all of the fluid. <laughs> so yeah, so Lyle, uh, Lyle moves on in the morning. He comes, he comes across the uh, the bad guys first, right? right? The yeah. Uh, and he doesn't know that he's being observed by a beautiful woman. Oh, that's right. He's taking. He goes to oh. take a wash himself in the pond. That's right. Meanwhile, there's another woman who kind of has the same thought. I guess. Oh wait. Was she, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was washing herself too. She was right too. She yeah. Was and she she's observing the stranger. Yeah, it's played by uh, Belinda Bauer. Um, Who are from Well, she was uh, kind of the bad girl in RoboCop Two. I know it's one of my favorite sequels of all time. <laughs> Uh, she was apparently also in a TV movie called Starcrossed, opposite James Spader, which I was <laughs> made to watch a couple years ago. Actually, pretty good. Not bad. Um, and uh, she was also in Flashdance, apparently. Never seen that. I never watched it. Apparently, she was also a mud wrestler in the movie UHF. Oh. I'm trying to remember the mud wrestling scene. I can't for the life of me. But that, that was one of her uh, credits on IMDb. You know, I... Hey, isn't there a scene where they have like mud wrestling inside the station? On the uh, uh, Michael Richards show. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Oh, maybe it was during the 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 oh my gosh telethon or something. Maybe. Maybe somebody, it was like maybe it was like a real brief thing. Anyway, somebody out there is screaming from. into their their <laughs> listening device like you goddamn fools! You're all fools! It's this thing. It's Stop. immediately after Stop. Conan the Librarian. Ah. 
I doubt they're getting that emotional about it, but... <laughs> Honey, if somebody somewhere is that emotional over you, let's, let's focus on this movie. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they're they're washing, and then... Um, Some bad guys decide yeah, they back, come along, and they want to take Lyle's Thunder Horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, His yeah. machine. They call the machine. The machine, no, no, because they see him coming over the hill or whatever, and they oh, yeah. freak out and start shooting at him, and he's just like, I yeah. just want to ask for directions, and he I drives think, I think he just, like, puts the suit back on, and that's right, because there's the burbutt scene, yeah. and we had a discussion, would you ride in a fire suit with no underpants? Yeah, that's right, he was going full commando on that thing. Yeah. No, he wore an undershirt. Oh, that's true. Well, he doesn't want his nipples to change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the nipples are the ones I mean, you were I mean, a thousand miles is a long time <laughs> with just nipples. <laughs> yes, because uh, the, nipples, the nipples are the ones that would be chasing on a motorcycle in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, from there... Um, yeah, the the main bad guy played by Peter Coyote. I think his name's Reese in the movie. I believe he's familiar. Reese. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's by the way all decked out in black leather, like all the bad guys mm-hmm. in the old west. Very spaghetti western. Yeah. Um, and then he shoots she, an old guy just for talking. That's right. Um, but he's like, I want that machine. He's right. That machine. That, uh, iron horse like machine or something like that. Uh, so the rest of the movie is them on their real horses chasing him down on the motorcycle. Uh, he drives off and stumbles upon the, this little little town. Mm-hmm. Uh, little With a kind of corrupt priest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the big mission, of course, is the center mm-hmm. of the town uh, with a mi- uh, priest played by Ed Lauder. He doesn't seem like he's totally on the up and up. They didn't get yeah. too deep into it, but I mean, like, he's training he, Bibles he, for guns. Yeah, he's got, uh, bi- yeah, Bibles for guns. Uh, he also seems to have a pretty decent relationship with the bad guys, but, mm-hmm. but you know, when it's like, oh, I'm going steal this stuff, he's like, whoa, whoa, guys, hold on. What I got out of that, uh, like, you really don't want to fuck with the Catholic Church, like, or at least you didn't want to. Like, nowadays they've really taken a lot of deceit out of it. But it used to be like, oh, you fucked with the Catholic Church, we're going to send in an army to kind of, like, kill you. Yeah. So what I got from that was, like, he's kind of the only missionary there running the mission. Yeah, he's kind of like he's kind of like the mayor of this little town. A little yeah. town, like, is maybe a couple dozen up to a hundred people. Like it's not a big It's very small. Yeah. And so like I kind of I kinda of got the thing like they knew if they fucked with the priests, they would have the whole Catholic Church and probably the whole town turn against them. And while they're not everybody's favorite, they don't need a full on uprising. So like they're not gonna mess with the Padre. Yeah, absolutely. So so Lal Swan drives into town of course, in his all red leather outfit, everybody's like, "Oh my God, it's the devil riding on an iron horse!" And they're all freaking the fuck out. And he's like, "What is wrong with everybody?" Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with everybody. Even if it were 1982, mm-hmm. because you came jumping over the little wall they had around the town and you started pulling they're fucking donuts in their downtown square. There's a little chicken hurting wall. Yeah, exactly, scaring all their chickens and, and making the all their babies cry and, and the goats. goats. Yeah. And poor little sad crying mother. And then after whipping a couple donuts, then he starts taking his helmet off. It's like, oh, what's going on? Is wondering why people are like angry and shooting at him and yelling and <laughs> calling then, him the devil. But and then the, the devil, beautiful devil. woman calls him and has him drive into her basement. Exactly. Yeah. The bad guys are chasing right behind them, and so they have to hide them. And uh, the lovely Belinda Bauer. Uh, what's her name? This movie. Oh, that's right. Claire. 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 Yeah. Claire. Oh. Byron. Byron. 
Yeah, Clairsign. C-Y-G-N-E. It's French for something. That will come up later. Um, so they, they hide out of the bad guys. They're like, where is he? Where's where's the guy on the machine? You know what I'm talking about. Like, you need to get out of here, Reese. The laws are coming. Marshals were asking about you or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then... And then once the guy leaves, you know, he's basically threatening he's going to come back and he's going to get that machine. I'll come know. back. I'm going to get my machine. Uh, then it gets into the really weird part of the movie. Yeah, um, this is the weird part of the movie, by the way. As, as mentioned in the, the little, little preamble that Izzy read, uh, he, you know, the town's full of uh, murderers, thieves, and rapists. The rapist, though, will really surprise you because... It's Claire. It's Claire. She wants the man who rides the machine, and she is not taking no for an answer. <laughs> so they're down there in the basement, and he's like, what's going on? What, what, what take your clothes it? off. And she's standing there like with a shotgun, like, take your clothes off. He's like, what? Are you serious? I always get what I want. <laughs> All right. We don't have time for this, but uh, if you say so. I, when I left New Orleans after my mother died, I had two options. I could use my body or my gun. I chose my gun. There goes my shirt. <laughs> there goes my shirt. Now I said, let's do this. No. Um, so, and then, of course, what follows is a... The weirdest pillow the, talk. Oh, oh, before that, oh, the yeah, actual right. love <laughs> scene where they're, they're both naked. Um, wrapped around each other. Wrapped around each other. And she's like, ah, oh, uh, yeah, give it to oh, me. Oh, yeah. Where are you from? What? Oh, what do you do? She's like asking oh, him questions yes. while he... What's your name again? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Like, while while he's like inside of her doing his thing, it's like, where are you from? Like, now How it's not the appropriate time. How much did you make time. this year? Did you pay <laughs> taxes? Oh, how long has it been since your last oil change? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really weird. Luckily, it doesn't last that long. Boxers uh, are brief. I forgot to look. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just an undershirt. I um, prefer a tank top, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So then, after that, comes oh, the pillow talk. Yeah. Where they basically share their backstories about... <laughs> yeah. yeah, the different things like. Oh, honey, would would you like to narrate about his good luck charm? Oh yeah. Oh, this little necklace here. Yeah. Oh, good luck charm. Yeah, where'd you get it? Apparently, uh, my great great grandma got it from some guy after a. a you mean night your great great grandfather? Yeah, yeah, I got it from my great great grandfather after a night of passion, and uh, it's just kind of been passed down, like. Her child, the next child, and so on, until it got to me. So it brought me good luck. Yeah, they're, they're very, very explicit about a, like, a wild night of passion. Wild night of passion. I do not know about my parents' wild nights of passion. Much <laughs> less my great, 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 great grandma passed on down. I don't care if she was banging, like, Jesse James or something like that. No one needs to hear about it. Honey, your grandma and your grandpa had a wild night of passion. I mean, just, uh, uh. And then your mom was made. Yeah, and she was number five <laughs> out of 17. Yeah, there, there there, were at least a few dozen nights of passion <laughs> over the course of my grandparents' life. I've learned to accept that, but I don't need to hear it narrated in a story. Thank you very much. One night, your mom and your dad 
at a drunken festival. <laughs> I will have you know, my mom and dad, it was after a long day at a 24th of July parade, go Pioneer Day, woo! <laughs> they were just so exhausted, neither of them wanted to go in to get a condom. Nine months later, this <laughs> child was born. They were too tired to I pull out. I was consummated in the back of a Mustang Cobra. I can happily say I know nothing about my consummation, and I would like to keep it that way. Exactly. Mom, if you're listening to this, I love you. I don't <laughs> want to know. That's not sarcastic. I love you. I don't want to know. Tell Steve. He'll laugh about it. <laughs> so anyway, after uh, after the, the, the rape, um, <laughs> yes. I, guess, I guess he consented, so it's not technically, but she did have a shotgun. He that, did say, you can't do this, you're a woman. And she basically was like... <laughs> she basically replied with, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, odd scene. Anyway, um, yeah. so long story short, um, uh, the, bad the bad guys want, come back. They want the machine. They steal the machine they do. while, while oh. he's getting raped. Oh, that's right. Yes, it's while he... Uh. Because they knock out the cute little Mexican guy who was pretending to write it. Yeah. <sighs> who I think was probably going to steal it himself before right. they showed up. He's like, no, I was just looking. I'm just looking now. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, so they steal the machine, take it back to their uh, their camp, uh, which apparently is a nice little canyon where all the rapists, murderers, and thieves, except for Claire, show up or Honey, hang out. It's a gay commune. It very well could be. It was definitely a sausage fest. There are a lot of carrots in that too. <laughs> Did you see the man dressed in animal skin? That's true. Oh, my gosh. I think he was the extra village person. Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was like the Devil's Canyon or something the like Devil's that. Back Door. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Glory Hole Canyon. <laughs> Glory Hole Canyon. Why are they called that? No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> you won't go in there. <laughs> glory, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> um, so then... Um, but there's a great scene where they're attempting to learn how to ride it. The guys are like, yeah, he, oh, yeah. he jumps up and down on top of it. You got to kick it. You got to kick Jump it. Jump up and down on it and kick it. it. <laughs> um, they shoot it at one point. Yeah. Oh, because because they finally get it to work and it whips off and throws the guy off and then they're like, oh, I made noise, clang, 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 clang. A lot of six shooters in that scene. Yeah. Um, by the way, I just want to say like when you watch this, you gotta enjoy how many different outfits these guys are wearing and out of how many different like many, different movies. Different they're sets and stuff. Yeah. There's definitely stuff from like Outlaw Josie Wales, Bonanza. <laughs> Probably Quick in the Dead. I don't know. It's just all over the place. Yeah, it, it pretty much kind of looked like they like they went on to like Paramount's lot or something and just went like, here's every cowboy costume ever created. Pick out the one that fits. Anything that looks like furs and or has tassels. That's right. what I need in my wardrobe right now. Make Some it, of the guys are wearing set designer. Absolutely. Some of the guys are wearing absolutely very modern looking sunglasses. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> right, the sunglasses. It's like I don't think those were around, and definitely not uh, that specific type. Are you a member of the band? Is that, is that guy wearing aviators? <laughs> right? <laughs> is he still ones from Top Gun or something? Yeah, it's a yeah. uh, interesting. But but of course, Lyle and you know they they well, lost like the machine her. back. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they form a plan. There's uh, four of them. Yeah, it's uh, the priest. Claire, Lyle, and oh, and the marshals, the two marshals. The two, That's marshals. Right, the two marshals, two marshals so riding the town on the tail of the bad guy. And uh, the the senior marshal, his son, we find out, like, 
Yeah. We find out, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it, minutes before he dies, yeah. a minute before he dies, that <laughs> the bad guy killed his son, so he's calling him out. But yeah, basically they're all there, like, ready to set a plan, and he's like, don't worry, I got this. I got something personal with Reese, and there's like, shouldn't we have a plan first? Nope. No time for backup, and he basically goes down there, crawls up there as an old man would with a shotgun, <laughs> and he calls him out. Calling you out, Reese, and of course, Reese doesn't just come out and get. He's around and shoots Marshall in the back. So now the junior Marshall has to give vengeance. Yeah, and so then the four of them. And Lyle says, why do we all have to go in there and get shot? Why, why, why can't we just figure something else out? And basically, the junior Marshall's like, you don't know nothing about honor. And Reese is like, uh, oh, okay, I guess we're going to go in and I'll get shot then. <laughs> like, um, apparently I don't. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I know about riding motorcycles. So go on. There's a little shootout scene. Oh, that's we forgot about the part where Claire shoots off the guy's nose and gets kidnapped. Oh, God, yes. That's right. During the, uh, when she, when they originally hide Lyle Swan, like one of them comes whipping around a corner. She's got a gun and shoots his nose off. Shoots his nose off, and his brother is very angry about it. Indeed. And so, yeah, so when they steal the motorcycle, somebody oh, goes in and kidnaps her. No, yeah, that's right, yeah. When they steal the bike, they also kidnap her. Because, because apparently, at some point, when they were talking to the marshals, he got he was away from both the motorcycle and Claire, and of course, mm -hmm. at the exact moment, they swooped in and take everything. Yeah. Right, so Claire was also in, in the... Uh, She's tied to a bed, by the way. Yeah, tied to a bed. So in, in Sausage in, Fest City. In the Devil's Back Door, or whatever <laughs> town it was called. Um, and she wasn't raped. <laughs> Allegedly. Honey, <No. laughs> because it's a gay commune. You're well, okay. That, that, that does prove more to your point, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah the, they the break in, save the girl, get the machine, get heading off, but do they get away? <laughs> By the way, the uh, the Old West, way more accepting than you would think of, like, you know, the homosexual lifestyle. We all know this. We learned about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. entire canyons of men would live together and nobody would ever bother them. Yeah, it's like Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back to the movie. So, yeah, so they're escaping, and we're not going to spoil the ending here for you, oh. but... Okay. You really, I know you really want to talk I, about this. It is a good one. Oh but I really gosh. don't want to spoil it for them because it's so batshit crazy. <laughs> it is amazing. The, so the trick is, though, you have to make sure you don't get the like totally edited version of it. You kind of <laughs> yeah. need the old one. Or if the, you end the up... The version on Amazon is full. Yeah, get the, the version that's on Amazon right now. Click through the link, two ninety nine rent. Because uh, they changed part of it. And they changed the best part of it. They, yeah. I, I, okay, so yeah. I, I watched it for the first time, uh, what, about a year and a half ago, maybe? Maybe a little mm -hmm. longer ago. You had me watch it, and I, I remember the voiceover at the end being different. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, they basically just uh, do the, the, the part I attempted to do earlier, with the uh, talking about his good luck charm. Okay, so we'll... We'll go. We'll do a little bit of a part of it. There's a bunch of stuff that, like, I want you to discover on your own. But uh, basically, the 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 people in charge of the time travel experiment go back to get Lyle. <laughs> he wants to take Claire with him, and they say, "No, she can't come back. You'll upset the time space continuum." Blah, 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 blah. As he is leaving with them, she steals his necklace, mm -hmm. his good luck charm. 
And uh, in the version that we saw, um, it plays back in his head as he's leaving and heading back to his own time. Um, <laughs> my grandmother stole it from my great 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 grand or my great 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 grandmother stole it from my great 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 grandfather after a night of romance and passion, and it stayed in the Swan family since. Do, do you get it? Do, do you get do, it? Do you get it? Did you get it? Honey, what does her last name translate from French again? Oh, as a sign, C-Y-G-N-E. Hold on, let me just get out the uh, Google Translator here. French to English. Oh, Swan. Her last name is Swan. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> so, so wait, you didn't want to spoil the ending of that movie? <laughs> oh, no, like, there's spe spectacular parts. There, there, are, there are other that. spectacular parts. The, uh, the Reese's final scene is pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, and that's the part I wanted to leave out, because I feel like that part's that to be discovered. No, you cannot talk about Time Rider without talking about the fact that Fred Ward is his own great-great-great-grandfather. It's true. <laughs> like, that part I definitely, we're, don't worry, we're going to cover. <laughs> because otherwise it's oh not gosh. worth waiting through scenes in wait, this movie. Wait, wait. Okay, so a couple episodes ago, we talked about another person who went back in time to become somebody's father. The whole time yeah. paradox there. His name was Kyle Reese. <gasps> Lyle Swan. Bad guy is Porter Reese, I think. Oh, Could Terminator have been influenced yeah. by Time Rider? <laughs> oh, <laughs> By the way, I keep calling this movie sometimes Time Rider Adventures of Lynn Swan. Uh, you know, the Hall of Fame wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> so if I've done that during this episode, please uh, disregard. It's Lyle Swan. <laughs> I think you've been saying Lyle. Okay, okay. I know whenever I bring up people, they're like, what? what? What's Lynn Swan got to do with this? <laughs> you star in this thing? Like OJ? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's an awesome movie. Again, it's on Amazon now. You can rent it for $2.99. Um, Shall we get a second beer? Let's get another beer going. All right. One moment. Mm. What kind of beer do you have for it, Samson? Samson. Take it out of this fancy brown paper bag. Take all of the bags. All right. We have from the Lost Abbey Brewery out of San Marcos, California. I don't think we mentioned that San Marcos yeah, was San, the name of the town. It was the name of the little little town. San Marcos, Mexico, I assume. So we thought San Marcos, California would be a good idea. Uh, but Lost Abbey makes some great beers. And this mm -hmm. one is called Lost and Found Ale. It's 8% uh, alcohol by volume. And, well, let's just read the description. It says it's an ale brewed with raisins, but... A life worth living is full of discovery, and we are reminded everywhere there is opportunity. All it takes is desire to seek out and find these things, these moments and everything in between. We brewed Lost and Found Abbey Ale to pay, pay homage to the great monastic breweries in Belgium. Like us, we hope you'll take the time to discover a beer that breathes aromas of figs, raisins, and candied fruits. Please join us for, by raising a glass as we offer a roast, uh, uh, sorry, offer a toast to patience, perseverance, and all the things we have lost along the way, and we're lucky enough to find once again. Cheers. 
Cheers. And uh, this is a little champagne bottle top, so let's take one moment to get that ready for you. Alright. Alright, here we go. About to pop the top on this bad boy. Ooh. Beautiful. Got a little bit of CO2 uh, vapor coming out of there. Yeah, I'll just warm them. I'll pour that for you. Try to do as little glug as possible, but. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is another hazy beard, kind of a rich chestnutty color, like dark copper. Get a thick. Surprisingly dark head on it. Yeah, yeah it's a good, uh, good tan. Mmm, smells Belgian-y. Just taking a sip. She seems to be enjoying it. Mmm. Yeah, you can taste the raisin. Taste the Belgian. It's got. Yeah, it's very sweet. Um. Yeah, not too hoppy. Very. It's. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of yeah, like hard to describe. A lot of fig and date and raisin yeah. flavors on it, but those are the words I'm looking for. Yeah, it's got that uh, the Belgian yeast mouthfeel, where it's just really mm. different from most beers you probably try. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's hard, full. Hard. It's full. Like got a full body to it. Oh yeah, definitely full body. Like it's very malt forward. And like I said, it's about eight percent alcohol, so it's got a little bit of an alcohol burn to it, mm. but still sweet enough to kind of counteract it but not super sweet. Yeah, it's a good good balance on it. It's kind of a it's kinda of like rum and dates. Yeah. Oh it's like a rum like like a rum raisin cake almost. Ooh yeah, that's a good descriptor of or it. Or like a rum raisin ice cream. Well not rum ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> rum raisin and rum float. Mm. Yeah. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Excellent choice. Alrighty. So Steve, what are some other time travel movies if somebody were just like not over time travel quite yet? They well, get more out of it. these may come up on future episodes because mm -hmm. there's quite a number of them and they're pretty amazing. Um, I'm just going to kind of go in alphabetical order, not necessarily numerical order. Just mm -hmm. tell me a, a few quick thoughts. And, uh, the first one that comes up is uh, 12 Monkeys, 1995, yeah. Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt. What are your thoughts on that movie? Uh fucking awesome! It is easily one of my favorite time travel movies. Uh, and and the, one of my favorite parts about it is, uh, you know, the the whole cyclical time thing, like, if you go back in time, you're not really changing anything, that whole yeah. other. I mean, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, go watch it now. It's amazing. Yeah, hurry up. Stop um, this podcast right here, watch it, and then come back. My, my favorite thing about it, though, is the way they send them back in time is they basically load them up in a condom and ejaculate them back into time. That's what yes, it seems like, do. right? It's, oh, absolutely. It's like a little... Uh, and I love Frank Gorshin being in it, uh, the old Riddler from the TV mm -hmm. series. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, check that one out. Uh, next one is uh, Army of Darkness. Uh, also known yeah. as Evil Dead 3. <laughs> yeah. That's just a good crazy one where... You know, Ash from the Evil Dead series is sent back to medieval England, I think they'll speak English, um, and has wacky adventures with his broomstick. <laughs> you know, I just realized that, uh, um, I just realized that Evil Dead 3 basically is the precursor to uh, Timeline. Yeah, yeah, very so. They probably use the same stage and everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and of course, uh, next on the list is the iconic Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Uh, probably my favorite time travel movie. Well, we didn't do it because really we try not to do. We try to do bad movies, honey. Yeah, no, it's 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 just so perfect <laughs> in every way. There's yeah, it's it is, perfect. It movie. is absolutely free of scrutiny, at least until we probably bring it up on a future free episode. Floppery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Again, another perfect film. Absolutely no problems with it whatsoever. Absolutely flawless. Uh, obviously, if you're going to travel through time, the way to do it would be via phone booth. Um, with George Carlin as your guide. Absolutely. <laughs> what are you on, dude? <laughs> uh, next up is Butterfly Effect. Ugh. You know, if you Ugh. think hard enough, you can travel through time. Uh, do we have to watch it? No, no, we absolutely don't. <laughs> uh, unless it's uh, one of our fan picks, but we'll see if it ever makes a list. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the, the best part about it, there were a couple sequels. <laughs> Straight to DVD. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Straight to DVD sequel. Uh, next up is a uh, Deja Vu. The uh, Denzel Washington, Val Kilmer came out around 2006. Set in New Orleans. Is that like Val Kilmer's last film? Mm -hmm. It was. It was actually right around the time Kiss Kiss Bang Bang stuff came out, kind of in his. Uh, Renaissance. Yeah, not really doing much after that. <laughs> well, from what I hear, he's completely insane. Yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good little flick. I uh, I recommend it. It's uh, directed by Tony Scott, so it's got some action and stuff in it. Uh, basically, uh, if I remember correctly, in that one, they find a, a like a an anomaly, like a little loophole where they can basically look back into time. Um, like I think it's like two weeks or something they can look back in time. There's like a big event where a boat explodes and like a bunch of people are dead uh, in New Orleans. But but they try to send Denzel Washington back to stop it because they've mm -hmm. never tried sending a person before. But he kind of volunteered when he was brought in on it. Blah blah blah. Uh, it's pretty good. Okay. It, it's definitely some loopholes and stuff in the story, but <laughs> but definitely worth a look. Uh, Donnie Darko. Some time travel involved there. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Um, I'd, I'd recommend checking that one out too. Mm -hmm. Edge of Tomorrow. Kind of time travel. Basically. I'll buy it. Yeah, uh, basically go back in time, like Groundhog Day is kind of time travel, I guess. But I, will, I will count repeating days as time travel because they are still redoing the same day, and the whole point of time travel is to like redo the past. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy yeah. it. Yeah, I'll count it. definitely check it out. I I, I like Edge of Tomorrow. I like Edge of Tomorrow too. But most people actually watched it. Did that's the weird thing. Yeah, just nobody watched it because it had a horrible title. <laughs> had a terrible title, and I think everybody's a little bit Tom Cruise out. Oh, so you're not going to watch the Mummy reboot? Oh, I'm absolutely going to watch the Mummy reboot. Or, or Mission Impossible 8 or whatever they're up to. <laughs> Mission Impossible 145. I heard that James Bond was awesome in this last Mission Impossible. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, Frequency 2000. Never saw it. Uh, in that one, Jim Caviezel is... <laughs> Not the most likable person in the world. Uh, apparently, what happened when he was a kid is his dad, uh, played by Dennis Quaid, was a firefighter and died in a fire. Um, mm. And I think his mom was killed too, or she was out of the picture for some. Yeah, I think they were both killed in a fire or something. And so mm. he basically grew up in like the orphanage, kind of being an asshat, until he finds his dad's old ham radio, 
and finds out uh, thanks to oh, Aurora Borealis being in town. I remember this he's one. He's able to talk to his oh. dad, Dennis Quaid, 30 years earlier and basically <laughs> keep his parents from dying. <laughs> uh. It's not a good movie, but it's one of those movies because it has the father-son thing going yeah. on in it. I did find myself... It was a little gusty there at the end. It's a little gusty. And, you know, I've been confused for Dennis Quaid, but... Groundhog Day, kind of talked about Hot Tub Time Machine. Never watched it. <laughs> Specifically didn't watch it, but I have my own set of reasons for that. It's a, it's a comedy about time machines. I definitely recommend checking it out. Did I tell no, you why I never though. saw it? Why? A uh, guy was supposed to take me out on a date, and I waited for three hours, and then I got a text saying, Oh, dude, I'm sorry, I forgot. I went to go see Hot Tub Time Machine. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll accept that. Interstellar. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate Interstellar. It just was yeah. too long. Yeah, it was three hours. <laughs> it's like Contact. There's nothing to really hate about it, but it's just too damn long. And yeah. I love like And without the climax at the end, in my opinion. Contact technically is also a time travel one. It's true. It's true. Because uh, she's only gone for like 18 seconds <laughs> in their time, but she has like uh, like 140 it, it, uh, hours worth of... Uh, Static. Yeah. True, true. Lake House. Never saw it. Neither have I. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock exchanging letters through time. Yeah. Watch that. Looper. We mm. watched that one, didn't we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that Looper was good. Willis. That was a good one. Definitely check that one out. Midnight in Paris. Uh, Woody Allen movie where oh, I like it goes that back movie. to 1920s yeah. France or something like that. Paris. Owen Wilson. Yes, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. That's right. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Parts I saw. I didn't watch all of it. Oh, you should watch it. It's good. Peggy Sue got married. Ugh. I'm good. <laughs> Planet of the Apes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, Primer. 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 Whatever. Every <laughs> folks say it. Not bad. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. If you like indie movies, definitely watch it. Somewhere in time. Christopher Reeve and uh, oh, yeah. Dr. Quinn. James Seymour, that's your name. That's a that's an okay one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a ladies movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, little ladies love that movie. <laughs> little ladies do love that movie. Source code. Did you watch that one with me? Oh yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal and Train. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one where it kind of repeats again and again, kind of like Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Four. Uh, as well as several other Star Treks. <laughs> a lot of time travel. <laughs> a lot of time travel. Uh, Terminator, we discussed. Time Bandits. Yeah! I didn't care for Time Bandits. Awesome. I must have not watched it at the right age or something. Uh, there's, of course, Time Machine, based on the H.G. Wells novel. The War Warlocks? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a pretty good one. Uh, there was a reboot in 2002 with uh, Guy Pierce. That one was alright. Check it out. Stars a... Uh, Christina Milian, I think, some some pop singer. Mm -hmm. uh, Time Cop, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Again, <laughs> again perfect movie. No uh, no flaws to no it. No flaws, whatever. And uh, last one on the list, X-Men Days of Future Past. I enjoyed it. Do you count Forever Young as a time travel movie? Forever Young. That's the Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson one, one, right? Yeah, where he gets frozen. Yeah, yeah that's right. He's like Captain America. 
Yeah. Oh, wouldn't that be cool in uh, Captain America Civil War if the, uh, the twist were when <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks since he thawed out and all of a sudden he's just, uh, 120 years old. Yeah. And then, uh, do you count, uh, Always? Oh, another Mel Gibson one? The one where he's like a... No, this is the one with uh, Richard Dreyfuss. Pilot, or pilot firefighter guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, don't recall that one. Okay. I don't know much about it. I know it was like directed by Spielberg or something. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't recall much about it. How about um, Cocoon? No. Pass. <laughs> you, you don't count it? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Another movie with old ladies love? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> oh. like, that in Battery's not included. That's not a time travel movie, but <laughs> it's just around that same time where it was like, this is a big thing because old ladies used to watch movies. Like fried green tomatoes and still magnolias and all that. <laughs> there's just not enough old lady movies out there anymore. There's there's only one Dame Judi Dench. Yeah, yeah, Sisterhood. Hel Helen Mirren. Who? Yeah, yeah, Sisterhood. Okay. Other movie old ladies love. You say so, sweetie. Oh, honey, you gotta hang out with the old ladies more. I'm gonna pass on that, but uh. All right, so. Yeah, time travel movies. They're time awesome. Check movies. them out. We'll probably right. discuss more sometime next year. Questions right. and answers? And if uh, you were in a movie, who would star as you, and what kind of movie would it be? We did. <laughs> uh, first up was a, a Caesar, a good, good friend of the show. Uh, apparently his movie, Jack Black, would star as him, and it would be a psycho-thriller comedy. Ooh. I'd watch it. Uh, and his wife, Heather... My biopic would cast a male actor to play me, maybe Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> uh, it would be a black musical comedy in Technicolor. All names and cities will be changed, and the ending will make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about you, Anthem? I've, I've, I had a lady on an airplane ask me once if I was related to Dennis Quaid. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Because I was like, you know he's like 30 years older. Oh, he could be a son. I think she was trying to hit on me, and uh, oh, it worked. No, I was kidding. Uh, she was a. She <laughs> and that's when Steve joined the Mile High Club. She, she was a seasoned lady. Um, and that's when Steve joined the Mile High Club. Ah, DJ Qual used <laughs> to look like me. Uh, you might know him from like the new guy in uh, Hustle and Flow. Um, not anymore. I'm a, I'm a good-looking dude. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, we'll say Dennis Quaid. Okay. Or his son, wherever he might be. Well, the movie about him. the movie about my life has already been made. Oh yeah. The actor I would, who has already been chosen to play me, obviously is Wesley Snipes, and that movie is Blade. It is almost scene for scene an exact recreation of my life. Are you talking about Blade the, Bla the Black Highlander? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Incredible. I mean, right. you've known me for a while now, honey. Wouldn't you say <laughs> that movie is exactly my life? I've been in a few of those scenes. I'm kind of like Whistler. I kind of come in at the end for all the, the real action, not yeah. a whole lot of the backstory. Yeah. yeah. If, if you replace vampires with cats, <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, you replace Blade, you replace Wesley Snipes with maybe Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweetie. You're definitely a, a Kobe Smulders. Aw, what a sweet guy. It's true. We're disgusting. Everyone's vomiting everywhere. Well, for the two people still listening, uh, <laughs> thank you for sticking around. Thank and, you, uh, Heather and Caesar. <laughs> it's been a wonderful time travel month. 
And uh, join us next week when we uh, investigate another wonderful movie. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to reveal what it is just yet. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, signing off, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from, from Movies. Have a good night. Yeah.